الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وكونوا مع الصادقين صدق الله العظيم Most respected students of deen, brothers and sisters Over the weeks we had discussed many aspects but all related to the same theme and that was to connect ourselves to Allah Ta'ala Whether it was in the form of what type of company we keep what type of literature we read what kind of things we look at what are our activities and engagements all these things impact on what is our relationship and our link and bond with Allah Ta'ala we live from day to day with many things on our minds with many aspirations, many hopes sometimes many fears many wants and needs many things that we sometimes just wish for so we continue in this way but the big question is that how much of this effort how much of this time that we spend on things, how much of our thoughts, how much of our aspirations are revolving around trying to build our taluk with Allah wa Ta'ala, increase our bond with Allah Ta'ala, become His true and obedient servants, and become those who Allah Ta'ala becomes pleased with. If we do many things in life, but we don't do this, and we don't recognize Allah Ta'ala, and we don't bond to Allah Ta'ala, with Allah Ta'ala, then whatever else we've done will all be left by the side, because eventually this is the only thing that is going to count. That we, did we recognize Allah Ta'ala, and did we obey Him? Did we follow the way of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam? which is obviously the command of Allah Ta'ala that we should follow in the footsteps of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam at the end of the day this is what is going to count all the other things will all get left by the wayside there is that incident which we discussed previously as well but just to refresh that little incident which gives a very beautiful lesson that group of youngsters who wanted to go out on a picnic, on an outing so they came to the river bank and then they decided to go for a little boat ride so there was some old man he was offering a boat ride obviously at a fee, whatever it might have been so these youngsters or rather they, they, they jumped onto this boat and they saw an old man and they told him you come along also the whole objective was that we can have some fun so in any case now they took this 
old man along, or it was perhaps the person who was the person who was owning the boat, who was taking the people for the ride. So now as they're going along, they decided to have some fun. So now the fun was, one person started asking that person driving the boat, that uh, uncle did you do trigonometry? Now trigonometry, the simple person, he didn't even go to uh, school properly, where he's going to know what's trigonometry? So he said, look, I don't know what's trigonometry. So they all had a good laugh at him, that you don't know trigonometry. So somebody else asked him that, do you know what's physical science all about? He says he doesn't know what's physical science. So they all had a big laugh at him. Now each time he's saying, I don't know. So one person is saying, well, you wasted a quarter of your life. Then he said, I don't know what's physical science. He said, well, another quarter of your life you wasted. And then somebody else, something said, now you, your half your life is gone. So in any case, as they carried on making a mockery of him, and unfortunately, this is a common thing. This is a very common thing. People find it very, very amusing to mock others, to laugh at others, to jeer them, and especially where we think we are better than somebody, whereas in reality we are not better than anyone. But we think this person is a simpleton, this person is not as wealthy as I am, or doesn't have the kind of clothes that I wear, or this person doesn't come in the kind of car that I get dropped off to school in, or this person doesn't have that kind of uh, family background that I have. Now all these things we tend to make a basis, make these things a basis for us being superior. Whereas these things don't make anybody superior. The person walking might be far superior than the person driving the best car. This person might never have owned a bicycle in his life also. But he can be far superior than the person who is riding and driving the best car. Maybe he is flying in the first class in the best plane also. But that doesn't make him anything if in his heart there isn't the fear of Allah Ta'ala, isn't the love of Allah Ta'ala, he hasn't recognized Allah Ta'ala, then this simple person walking on the ground, maybe even in, on, in bare feet, but this person, if he has recognized Allah Ta'ala, he is obedient to Allah Ta'ala, he is close to Allah Ta'ala, then he is far better than a thousand, than a million people flying high in all these dunya things. Somebody might come from a very prominent family background, and another person might not have any such family background, where they have very prominent people in their family, etc. They are all ordinary people. So this person now might have a very prominent family background. There might be some people of very high standing in society, some people who has got a very big position, maybe people who are very influential, somebody might be in government circles, somebody might be whatever. But does that in itself make somebody something? That doesn't make a person anything. In the Hadith Sharif it is mentioned, مَنْ بَطَّعَ بِهِ عَمَلُهُ لَمْ يُسْرِعْ بِهِ نَسَبُهُ The person who, whose actions are far behind, he is far behind in his amal. He is not making salah, he is not doing what he is supposed to do, he is indulging in sins, he is doing all kinds of wrong, he is far behind in his amal. Then his 
lineage is not going to advance him anywhere. That because I am so-and-so's son, or so-and-so's daughter, or my grandfather was so-and-so, my great-grandfather was so-and-so, or great-great-grandfather was so-and-so, that doesn't make anything. That doesn't make one any, anything. In the Hadith Sharif, Nabi Islam says, that the person whose amal is behind, who doesn't have the amal that he should have in him, then his nasab and his lineage, his family background, is not going to do any good for him. Is not going to make him closer to Allah Ta'ala. That is not going to be of any advantage to him on the day of Qiyamah. In fact, let alone being a prominent person in a form of somebody being in government, somebody being very influential, somebody being very wealthy, even on the day of Qiyamah, if somebody went without Iman, then if he was the son of a Nabi, that too will not make it any better for him. Because if he left without Iman, Hazrat Muhammad his son left without Iman. He invited him, he called him, he tried to explain to him, but he refused to accept. And eventually, he also got drowned in the floods. So Allah Ta'ala then struck him off the roll. Qala innahu laysa min ahlik, innahu amalun ghayru salih. Allah Ta'ala said to Muhammad now this fellow is no more your son, don't even regard him as your son. He is a person who is far away from righteousness, so he is no more your son now. So that despite the fact that he was the son of a Nabi of Allah Ta'ala, but that benefit got cancelled completely, that this is not going to make any difference to you if you left without Imam. So all these things are not going to make us better than anybody if we ourselves don't have what we are supposed to have. Somebody's parents are very pious, that won't make him automatically somebody very good. He will have to be pious also. If he is also pious, mashallah, the piety of his parents also will help him along to become even better. That it will be a creating an environment for him, etc. Mashallah, that will be very good. But if the parents are very great people, mashallah, alhamdulillah, excellent. But he, if he himself is not doing what he's supposed to do, that's not going to make any difference for him. So likewise, we are not better than anybody based on all these aspects. But now unfortunately, shaitan deceives us. That I come from a certain home, so I am better. I come to madrasa in a certain kind of car, so I am one better than the other person. That person comes walking maybe. I come dressed in certain kind of garments, so I am better. Or I have this kind of stationery, so I am one better than the next person. What is all these things? These things don't make anybody better. What makes a person better is what is inside the heart. The person who has greater taqwa. The person who has greater love for Allah Ta'ala. But now when shaitan deceives us to think we are better, then that's when these kind of things start off. Now the person who we thought was inferior to us, we make that person the butt of our jokes. We make the person that the, the victim of our jokes. Then we start making that person... The, the the target and we will start making sarcastic comments start poking fun at that person and if a person didn't know something then we will start making that a big joke and hurting the person's feelings make all kinds of remarks and comments and this is something which is very very evil in one hadith sharif it is mentioned of the sahaba ikram we must understand that they had come from a time that was in complete jahiliyat. 
then Allah Ta'ala brought Islam to them Rasulullah came to them and he invited them to his deen and now after years in jahiliyat somebody was already 50 years somebody was 60 years somebody was 40 years and then the whole background was the parents and grandparents were all living in this jahiliyat so now they've just come fresh from this total jahiliyat now they accepted Islam mashallah they accepted Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi and now they are moving forward so obviously there was a learning process but this was the Kamal and the beauty of the Sahaba Ikram that they had to learn once they learned once and they learned it so something happened that lesson became a lesson for life they got that lesson once it became a lesson for life we hear it over and over and over again and it's like we never heard it when the time comes again it's like we never heard it we just carry on like nothing happened nobody told us anything nobody ever told us mustn't mock anybody that it is haram that it is a sin like it's as if nobody ever told us mustn't talk indecent things it's like nobody ever told us that you must respect your teachers that you must have adab it just, we just carry on with life like nothing happened and like nobody ever told us anything whereas the sahaba ikram once somebody tells them once and that is it Hazrat Abu Zar it was perhaps him that once he got upset with somebody something happened and in that moment he said one sentence and he taunted somebody's mother in other words he said something that you are the son of so and so now it was a kind of racial thing it was a kind of racial thing when Nabi Islam heard of this he became very upset and he said that you are a person in nakamru'un fika jahiliyatun now this was something that he rep- was reprimanded once and that whole thing just cleared up came out never repeated this mistake again whole life went never repeated again now that one comment that was made Nabi Islam became very upset and he saying you are a person there is ignorance in you in other words get it out now Alhamdulillah on the spot it just was done cleared then what became the status how things were dealt with thereafter how everybody then fell into the same pattern of things Hazrat Umar Hazrat Bilal walks in and Hazrat Umar says Ja'a Sayyiduna here's our leader Hazrat Bilal at once upon a time in his life he was a slave he had come from Abyssinia so he was a black slave and he was a person that had no position in society he was a person that had no standing among people he was a person that was looked down upon by others but Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam gave him this position when he accepted Iman he became the Mu'azzin of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam gave him this great position now he is walking in and a great personality like Umar Adilawan is saying Ja'a Sayyiduna <coughs> on one occasion he says Abu Bakrin Sayyiduna wa a'ataka Sayyidana Abu Bakr he is our leader also and our leader Abu Bakr he freed our leader Bilal because Bilal Adilawan was a slave Abu Bakr Adilawan bought him and freed him that you are free to go now you are no more anybody's slave so as Umar is now expressing this he is saying our leader Abu Bakr he freed our leader Bilal Adilawan now this is the respect and this is the honor because they realized with the teaching of Rasulullah and they fully digested this that color 
background, language, all these things don't give superiority to a person. Which place a person comes from, whether somebody is living in a mansion and a palace or somebody is living in a shack, this doesn't make any difference in terms of the position in the court of Allah Ta'ala. In the court of Allah Ta'ala, the position is based on taqwa. But now when we forget about all this, then this is what we carry on with. Now the Sahaba, one time they learnt it. Done. For life that was not repeated now. But we hear it one time, two times, ten times, hundred times sometimes. But because we don't make that intention that we want to take this lesson, we really want to apply this lesson. We want to become the good sincere Muslims we want to become the true friends of Allah Ta'ala so when we will make this intention we will now want to do it Allah Ta'ala will open the way for us and we will be able to inshallah move forward so this kind of mocking jeering people finding or making uh, fun of them and especially if somebody has some deficiency some weakness to make that a target of our abuse and a target of our mockery is a terrible thing this is something which we should totally avoid, totally shun this, refrain from it entirely. Otherwise, Allah Ta'ala forbid. Allah Ta'ala says, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu la yaskhar qawmum min qawmin asa ayyakunu khayram minhum. That, O oh, you believe, some of you, a group of you should not mock another group among you. You don't know they might be better. They might be better than you. <coughs> now, in this general command, normally the Quran Sharif addresses everybody in one command, though the gender in Arabic is different for males and females, but everybody is in that one command, which is the male gender is used, but everybody is commanded but when it comes to this aspect of mocking others, Allah Ta'ala separately addresses the woman وَلَا نِسَاءٌ مِّن نِسَاءٍ عَسَىٰ أَيَّكُنَّ خَيْرًا مِّنْهُنْ and not any group of women should mock another group of women any group of girls shouldn't mock another group of girls. They might be better than you. You think you're better than them. But you might be really shocked to learn on the day of Qiyamah that you are not better than them. And many times in this dunya also becomes apparent. So we should never ever harbor these kind of thoughts, these kind of feelings about ourselves, or think we are better than anybody, think we are superior to anyone. And what will really show and give us this reality that we are not thinking ourselves in that manner when we will stop re stop mocking others stop making fun of others based on these kind of things so in any case we were talking about the aspect that our whole objective is to get closer to Allah Ta'ala and in order to get closer to Allah Ta'ala we have to develop what is within us make ourselves truly somebody from inside otherwise if a person is not made from inside being just somebody's son and somebody's grandson and coming from certain family and coming from certain background or coming from certain place or coming from certain society or I have people in my grandfather is a minister and my great grandfather is so and so all that won't make any difference and won't help us in any way we'll have to do what we have to do for ourselves there was one very great personality Hazrat Mufti Muhammad Shafi Sahib Rahmatullah he was the Grand Mufti of Pakistan in his time and he was a very great alim, very great Mufti, very pious person 
and many people would see some good dreams about him. So this is a glad tidings. So people would come and narrate those dreams to him also. That I saw this about you, I saw this about you. He would see some dreams also. It's a glad tidings. Some good dream is a glad tidings. So as a kind of sugar, he used to even record this in one book. But this is not for everybody to now emulate all these things. Their hearts were of a different nature, in different level. So any case he used to record these things. But on the cover of it, what he had written was something very, very remarkable. He wrote that a person won't be judged on the basis of what he dreamt or what others dreamt of him. He'll be judged on the basis of how he conducted himself while he was awake. While he was asleep and he dreamt he was now flying high or he's walking in Jannad and somebody is dreaming what not. But in real life, when the person is awake, his life is different. He is not fulfilling what he is supposed to. He is getting involved in sin. He is talking evil things, getting involved in evil actions. So whatever he dreamt about himself, he is not going to change the reality of life. He is going to be judged on how he lived his life while awake. Not what he dreamt or others dreamt about him. So likewise, it is not what we think we are, or what people sometimes praise us that, MashaAllah, you are so and so, and you are great, and so on. It is what we are in reality. And in reality, Allah knows what we are. On the day of Qiyamah, that will come out that what we are, what we really made of, of ourselves. So this opportunity is that we get to learn Deen, to establish these qualities in our hearts and lives, to become the true servants of Allah Ta'ala. This is something to be grabbed with, with both hands. And it is something to become very, very desirous of that we must progress in deen, become the true servants of Allah Ta'ala. This is what was the effort of the Sahaba Ikram. So going back to that story where we started off, that these people now decided to mock this boat man and somebody is saying, you love, half your life is gone. And they were saying now, the other half, of it, you wasted half your life. So in any case, now while they were going in this boat, suddenly the storm broke out and the sea became very rough or that river started becoming very rough and it was now getting very frightening it was possible that this boat is going to sink so this boatman asked these people that look sons one of you knows trigonometry and the other knows geometry and the third knows something else and the fourth knows rocket science maybe Allah knows whatever they knew says that's all in his place but tell me do you know how to swim so he said no we didn't learn how to swim so he said well you see now this boat is going to capsize just now then I lost half my life because I didn't learn trigonometry and geometry and whatever other trees there are I didn't learn to climb trees and so on but when this boat capsizes I learned how to swim so I will be able to swim to the bank and I'll get saved but you didn't learn how to swim, you lost your whole life. You wasted your whole life. All your trigonometry and geometry now in the storm is not going to help you. All your physical science and all your rocket science and all the other things you learned is not going to help you now. In the real crunch time, it's going to be what is of real need at that time. So likewise, dunya 
in dunya that little trigonometry and that geometry might help somebody but in the real crunch time when a person is going to be laid in the qabr in the real crunch time on the day of qiyamat on the day of qiyamat or in the qabr the angels are going to ask what you brought so he's going to say well my certificate trigonometry certificate is in the lounge you can go and see it there and my rocket science certificate is in the other room you can go see it there and somebody will say that uh, well you see all the spots uh, awards that I got you can go and see it there in the showcase it's all there the angels will say we're not going to see nothing what's on the lounge wall and in the dining room and in the showcase you show us what amal you brought your iman and amal that is what we have come to see we have come to ask you questions about man rabbuk who is your rabb we are not going to ask you about whether you knew trigonometry or geometry we're going to ask you about what is man rabbuk who is your rabb and what dinuk what is your deen and what taqulu fi hadhar rajul we're going to ask you about rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam we are not going to ask you about trigonometry and geometry on the day of qiyamah is going to be a person's iman a person's amal that is going to be questioned about you don't going to be questioned about other things if it helped him in dunya it helped him mashallah very good to earn a living whatever he did it in a halal way fine no problem but that is not what is going to be asked about how many degrees you had and what whether you learnt to do this or that and all these fancy things not going to be asked about on the day of qiyamah or in the qabr so it's not something to get very impressed about or impressed at all about that this person has got this degree and that person has got that no it's a skill a person acquired it in terms of some man had to earn a living now for his family so he did it for women their degree is bsc baking sewing sewing cooking obviously they have greater responsibilities than that this is their degree but the greater responsibility is to be the homemaker they have to be the homemaker they have to bring up the great personalities of the ummah and when they know that this is their very great noble task and this is what they have been chosen for that every nabi of allah taala he became the great personality but behind that nabi he also was born from a mother isa alayhi salatu wasalam didn't have a father adam alayhi salam didn't have any parents but the rest all the amiya alayhi salatu wasalam they were born from parents they were born from a mother so all the great personalities there was a mother behind them the anbiya alayhi salam obviously chosen and selected by allah taala this is not something that anybody's achievement brings it to them or anybody could have acquired it it's something which is purely the selection of allah taala and the door of nubuwwat is then closed with rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam but then we find that this is the common issue that the women are the ones that brought up these personalities they are the ones that nurtured them so there is a great role that they play and when they played this role then we found the ghazalis and the razis and the great personalities of the time coming into being so it's not something to be impressed about so and so got this degree and that degree and all these things that's not going to make any difference on the day of qiyamah especially this is what's going to count and this is what we have to aspire for this is what we have to make an effort for so may allah tabarak wa taala grant us the true reality enable us to understand what our priorities are and to work towards those priorities and what is our priority here 
to learn to recognize Allah Ta'ala to learn to acquire the true obedience of Allah Ta'ala in our lives become His true servants and make ourselves those kind of servants of Allah Ta'ala who Allah Ta'ala is pleased with now we are already approaching the great month of Ramadan we are not far away in a very short time we will just see suddenly how the time has passed like from last year Ramadan till now many a person is just amazed that how quickly this time has passed last year Ramadan we talk about last year like it was a long time but you think about it it was like just here it was just barely like a month or two away and already Ramadan is already at our doorstep so from now if we start focusing from now we start making our mind set correct then inshallah towards the as we approach the Mubarak month of Ramadan we would have charted out a direction for ourselves and we will be able to achieve a great deal in the Hadith Sharif it comes that a person who does something consistently for Allah Ta'ala alone good amal for 40 days man akhlasa lillahi arba'ina yawman for 40 days he dedicates himself to Allah Ta'ala then Allah Ta'ala causes the springs of wisdom to flow through him in other words then he will become a true servant of Allah Ta'ala now we got just over 40 days left between now and Ramadan a little bit more than that if we start off right now and we dedicate ourselves all the phones and all the social media and all the other distractions all that aside now we become truly conscious of Allah Ta'ala by the time the month of Ramadan comes we will be ready to take the full benefit of the Mubarak month and fill our hearts with the barakat and blessings of the month of Ramadan and become truly close to Allah Ta'ala so this is our opportunity we should be increasing our tilawat of the Quran Sharif from now increasing our tasbihat, zikr, dua and already slowly gearing ourselves for this great time and inshallah we'll see what great benefit this will bring to us in this dunya already and the real place is the akhirat may Allah tabarak wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك رضي الله عنا نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله اللهم افتح لنا بالخير واختم لنا بالخير واجعل عواقب أمورنا بالخير بيدك الخير إنك على كل شيء قدير اللهم وفقنا لما تحب وترضى واجعل آخرتنا خيرا من الأولى اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا يا مولانا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحابه المعين سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين